Yo, 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 what's up, what's up? Nothing much. Oh, say. Hey, okay, so we'll just hop right into it. Hey, everybody, this is another episode of the Overly Opinionated Podcast. This episode is going to be a little different. This time it's just me, and if you can introduce yourself. Marta, no more chat, because he ruined it. Chad Wilder. <laughs> you, oh, damn, he did ruin it, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah. We're going to have to find you another name. Damn, chat was so cool, too. Yeah, it was, but people fuck up. <laughs> now I That's can't be the Pied Piper of R&B. So. Yeah. I'm about to say, especially not, at least not in, until March 1st. Maybe we can bring Chai back after March 1st. Nah. <laughs> I mean, after Black History Month, because I mean, mm, mm, the water is just too murky right now. Yeah, it's just too murky. And did you, I mean, you watched that video that I have posted of um, Kevin on stage, not black and not white girl. I mean, not. Yeah, that black man and that oh, white yeah. girl. How to date a black man video. Yeah, that by far is some of the most disturbing shit I've seen on the internet to date. And it's really not even funny because it's like Kevin <laughs> Stage was in the video talking about like if you saw um, if you just watched Judah and the Black Messiah this, this weekend and then you see this video, it's like too much just came like back to back for me. <laughs> I was Again. like, Mm-hmm. And I tend to have more loose, like, relationship white folk. Like, certain things I don't mind with context and stuff, but certain things I would never put on full display for the public. Like, like for instance, I'm the type of person where it's like, because I say a lot of racial slurs, I don't necessarily get upset about nigga without context of how it's being used, something like that. I but I always make sure to let them know, like, yo, this only works here. I can't guarantee you won't get your ass beat other places. Yeah, I don't know white people no passes. Fuck you. Like certain shit, because like certain people are just like, you know what? Um, you everybody you will use it cool. But then sometimes you gotta check them because they overuse it. But still like if I'm calling you all type of hunkies and Jews and shit, I can't get all okay. I'm not being I'm not being like super I'm not the name caller. But nah, like that nigga though, that's like one of those su- niggas that grew up in the suburbs with no black friends. They're just like, yeah, nah, I don't care about any of that. I like, had a yeah, white nah. girl DM me and was like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> she was like, this it makes me so uncomfortable. I said, you uncomfortable? And that is fucking me, big dog. <laughs> what are you talking about? Like, she's like, why? What is he giving up to be with her? I said, who fucking knows? But it has to be something, right? Like, I'm not the only one that's tripping. Like, there, he has to be giving something up to be put in this predicament where he feels like this is okay. Like, I felt like it was like an excerpt from Get Out or some shit. I just wanted him to, like, blink, t- blink twice if you're in danger, dog. Like, why are you doing this? Why are you doing this? Where's your family? Now, he's one of those people I imagine who, like, a lot of not all, but uh, it's, well, I put it like this, at least a vocal part of black men that don't date black women seem to have this like whole like, well, y'all rejected me and never liked me, so fuck all of y'all, and I'm gonna have pretty mixed white babies, and it's just a weird yeah. old thing. Like, like, Doug, like, I ain't saying I've had, I ain't gonna act like I haven't had bad experiences with black women, but I've also gave bad experiences to black 
women on my hands. So it's like I wouldn't want them to be like, oh, y'all black niggas are the same. Like, damn, bro. Let, I mean, so because it's be not me. when it's like <laughs> when it's just you know, it's I I, I guess we're, we no one needs to put the race on it because it's not like you just had bad experiences with black women. It's just you had bad relationship issues. Like it has nothing to do with person being black or not it's just a bad relationship like you know what i'm saying so if you yeah. if you're a white man who doesn't date black women it can't be because you just it's because they're black it's just because you've had bad relationships with those women like it's just that simple you don't have to make it negative you know what i'm saying like you giving black women a negative connotation just because you whatever situation you worked out with one or two people just failed. Like that's that's just your struggle, bro. <laughs> like you don't gotta put that on me. So have nothing yeah. to do with it. Cause I was talking about that on Facebook the other day in this group of men where they like do polls and people was asking if it was racist to have preferences. And for me it's like, no, nah, it's not a racist, but it does have to come with so it can't be something where you use your preference to bash folk. Like that's when it starts yeah. to seem fucked up. Like, yo, if you like my example is like, yo, if you super into five, three white girls from the valley, that's like 110 pounds. That's your thing. But you don't have to be like any other woman who doesn't fit this is fucking trash. Yeah. Piece of shit. Like, <laughs> damn, dog. Like, just say that's not your thing. Like, I'm and in a big titty BBWs. I'm not going to be like anybody who's not two, 215 <laughs> with triple D's is a piece of shit woman who I don't even want to look at. Like. Cause that's absurd. Like everybody has a preference, but how many people really only date that preference? Like, mm-hmm. really, you got to be like on a like celebrity type status or like a super good looking person to only date your specific preference. Cause like, I'm sure you dated plenty of niggas that didn't fit your ideal yeah. like stereotype or what? Yeah, ideal gentleman. Like, yeah, like. You probably like six four dark skin guys. I'm sure it's been like, well, I haven't found every six foot four dark skin guy that's college educated, making <laughs> six figures, and <laughs> has two houses and property. Like, so right. I'll see what else is out there. <laughs> so let me test the waters a little bit. Let me make sure this is exactly what I like, or if it's just what I think I like. And that's supposed to be normal. Like, okay, so the same girl who was like, "What the fuck is this?" The same white girl. Her, we went to school together, and yeah. um, her her um, fiance is black, but I guess um, her friends her friends were all white and stuff like that, except for like me. Most of most but most yeah. of her close friends are white. I mean, it's because she's white. I, that's that's no ode to her or me. But um, I know she was telling me a while ago that one of her friends stopped being her friend because she had mixed babies before she did. <laughs> and this is a white girl who was upset that her white friend had a black had a black boyfriend and they were having a kid so she thought she had cornered the market in their group on having mixed babies <laughs> yes I was like what she's like she stopped talking to me <laughs> because you have black children and it's not even like, you know, because you have black children, like I, it, you know, black people disgust me. It's because you have black children before I have black children. <laughs> like, what do you gain? So people are like really fucking mentally fucked up out here in these streets. See, I would love to interview both of them. There's some type of weird tension they got in the relationship you missing. Right? 
Like maybe it's all complete. <laughs> <laughs> he, like maybe it's one of those things where your friend is always jacking her steez or some shit. And you just was finally the last straw. Like I get lugs, you get lugs. I get clear forces, you get clear forces. Like damn. <laughs> Can I have this to myself? <laughs> right. right. You get a, I get a black boyfriend, you get a black boyfriend, and then you want up and have a baby before me? Like, oh, bitch, this is it. <laughs> like, is, yeah, not absolutely. <laughs> I mean, unless her boyfriend's a piece of shit, then no, it could be like, oh, do. yeah. And they're not, and she's not even one of those white girls who, like, like listens to hip hop <laughs> and, like, you know what I'm saying, wear the baby fat jackets and shit like that. No, she's like a real ass, she's a, a real ass white girl. Like, <laughs> she's a real ass white girl. Yeah. Okay, then, yeah. Like, yeah. I don't know. Like, if he ain't an asshole, then, yeah. Maybe the only other thing I can guess is, like, she stole so much swag from her friend that she just finally <laughs> said enough. Or her friend is nuts. Those are the only two options. No. <laughs> <laughs> I was or like, either she. Mm-hmm. Like, either she nuts or she just always been stealing her shit. Like, yo, I need you to get your own life. <laughs> I really didn't even know how to feel about that shit once she told me. Because I'm just like, I don't know if I should be offended or if I should call for fucking help. Because my immediate thought was the bitch was crazy, okay? She has to be crazy because that makes no logical sense to be upset that someone has a mixed child that you don't have to raise. Like, these motherfuckers cost. <laughs> like, you want what it is. The fuck? They mix, you know what I'm saying? Light, bright, dark, brown, yellow, purple, they expensive as fuck. You're bad because I got problems. <laughs> I got more responsibility. Make it make sense to me. I see it now. The only thing I can say is like you should I'd be offended just like bro, like it's not why are y'all having a breeding competition <laughs> with black males? Like, right? <laughs> Don't that's why I keep man, I'm gonna keep asking men do they black men do they feel hypersexualized? Like, I feel like they should feel just as hypersexualized as women, as black women. Oh, yeah. No, we definitely are. I mean, but do you feel that way? Like, do you recognize that? I mean, I do, but me personally, I don't because I'm not super hot. But in general, yes, I know the whole <laughs> stigma of like, yo, you're the big cock black yeah, male. Say, and you're always ready. Even if you, I mean, everyone is, yeah. everyone should feel like they're attractive. But even if you feel like you weren't attractive, I feel like that's now I'm talking real. about like that, like, like, like oh my god, like you know how you know the level like, of Idris Alba. people you can pull. Yeah, but I'm talking about I feel like yeah. any black man on any spectrum probably feels that way, and or you know what I'm saying has experience. I don't like to address like it because the white women that fetishize me are not cool. <laughs> 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 so just like yeah, <laughs> like, like the punk rock girls, like. <laughs> Nah, I get some of the I get the tubbies and not the good tubbies like yeah. I'm cool, man. <laughs> oh, like this, hold on. Oh, it was this girl, like you know how they on Snapchat stories or whatever. Yeah. It's one of the I guess they called her like the thousand pound sister, so I'm guessing they, mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm guessing it's two twists. They both five hundred pounds. <laughs> <laughs> I see. I didn't click the story, but I seen the thumbnail. Yes, and I guess she was on there saying she was like, I guess she came out as pansexual, and that means you'll date anybody or anything. You like, you know, asexual, transsexual, straight, bi, yeah. whatever. You know what I'm saying? Fucking alien, whatever you want, whatever that person think they are. 
she'll date them. And I was just thinking, like, maybe you feel like this is your only option. <laughs> maybe you feel like this is, you know, like you're down to the wire type shit because I don't know. I don't know. Let's see who you, who you want to love. I, I feel you. I think that too. Mm. But I do know, like, one cool pansexual person that actually pulls people. So it's like, well, maybe, like, for some, it's that, but maybe some people just like love people and don't care. Yeah, I believe that. Too. But yeah, a lot of the times it does feel like folk overly opening their like pool of possibilities. Like, all right, uh, I'm, you know, I like when you ain't had a job in a minute and you just wouldn't take anything. Like, fuck it, man. Like, I'll do anything, bro. Like, it's cool. You know what I'm saying? Fuck it. It's a little money. Like, I'll rap, I'll uh, strip rap. Like, I don't care. Nigga. Like, anything's gonna be the check right now. Like, like, yeah, I feel you. It's just like, so you're attracted to literally everything. Like everything. everything. <laughs> like, That's what I'm saying. I'm like, yo, like, there's, I didn't even, I didn't know there were so many options. Like, bro, everything is, like, really everything. <laughs> like, why are there so many options? I have no idea. I can't, I can't keep up. Because we're getting open as a society and people getting to start to voice, like, their little things. Like, I was dating about somebody about whether asexual is nor not. It's like, asexual is definitely new. Like, I know it's not literally new in, a, in the sense of it's a new concept, but I know I didn't start hearing about asexual people until after college. I mean, after I high school. I want to say it was maybe like in high school range, but I really don't know what it means to be asexual, so could you refresh it? It means you're not interested in okay, sex. Okay. I, I knew it was some form of Like, you might be interested in campaign shit, but actually like physically having sex and stuff like that you're not into. With nobody with nobody like which just sounds boring nuts. Yeah, I'm gonna say, so do asexuals date other asexuals or do they fuck around and date I mean they can people or gay people or bisexual people or trans people or any of the list below do they date them and then piss those people off <laughs> because I'm sure all well I mean I imagine like <laughs> I imagine like most of the time you look for an, another asexual person Cause that seems the easiest way for it to work, or like, or, or unless you like date somebody that's yeah, asshole, you date all the rest of those people down down below that shit. But I was, oh no, I think I was gonna say uh, not nah, unless uh, you like super understanding and allow allow the other person to step outside of the relationship for that part. But that's the only that's the way I can see it work. You date another asexual person, you date somebody that's super understanding and willing to be celibate. Or you just let them have their hall passes. Wow, that's so crazy. I wonder, like, we need to talk to these sexual beings, okay? Because I want to know more. I feel like... <laughs> I, I'm not mature enough to have a real conversation I, you know, I'll be like, <laughs> on that one. Because right? like, no, I really want to know. Like, okay, so if... Because if, if you're asexual male and you... That's probably rare, but I'm going to just use it for my example... Um, if you're asexual male and you date a straight woman, right? She, yeah. you can possibly give her hall passes to go have sex with other men, but not actually date them, like spend time. And that could be cool if that's what y'all agree on. But imagine a girl trying to find men to have sex with and they ask her, does she have a boyfriend? And she's like, yeah, but he's like asexual. And they're like, what the fuck is that? Like, you know, like, and then you got to go in like, we could. Men wouldn't act. The majority of men wouldn't get that far. <laughs> <You> think so? <laughs> like, fuck no. Like, as somebody who's had sex with women in relationships, 
and stuff like that. And uh, it's not gonna get that far. Like it might for like an ego boost, but no nigga is ever gonna be really that curious. Like, like oh shit, this it's just an ego boost on the male side. Like, like yo, like yeah, it's a super ego boost because she got somebody. But she wants to still give you, you some just, pussy. Just accept that in That's... your brain, like, hey, I'm fucking somebody. You know, I'm fucking some asexual person. Yeah, it's like, like... <laughs> even asexual. I would rather not know because then it's less cool. <laughs> like, don't even tell me. <laughs> just, just make me feel so great that you just needed to step out and see what I have. So, like, don't be like, well, my husband ought to fuck me, so I need you to not nah, like. Make it like, oh no, he's just terrible at it. And only you can satisfy me. <laughs> okay, so I have to be an ego boost. I'll fuck around and be like, hey, you know, my husband's asexual, so what you trying to do? <laughs> but it's but that's because it's raised different for like men versus women. Like for women, like I'm sure there's still like a slight ego boost when you're still a chick's man, but for the most part in society is demonized. Like if you if a woman steals a man a chick's man publicly, it's like, oh, she's a home wrecker. But if a nigga like takes some dude's wife publicly, he's just like, oh, that nigga's the right, man. Not his girlfriend. Like clearly he wasn't doing something right at home. That's like so true. This is double standards. Or sometimes I'm sometimes I'm against them when they're against me. Okay, but if they're in my favor, yeah, no, that's how everybody feel about double standards. <laughs> Ones that don't work for you suck. <laughs> They're shitty, and I'm so against those. Okay, I'm all for equality on the double standards that do not benefit my interests. Just letting niggas know. It just sounds real weird, though. It just sounds like you'd be a- asexual because you're not good at it. I just don't see what would be the. I or just, like, I just find it really rude because <laughs> I'm just like, even if you are straight, bi, gay, transsexual, whatever, you want to fuck. <laughs> you want to have sex. Why are you fucking with me with your asexualness? Like, you know, go date somebody who also doesn't want to do this. Have you ever seen the movie Demolition Man? I've referenced this movie a lot throughout the pandemic. With whatever. It's one it's like one part where they're like talking about the future or whatever, and nobody in the future can touch each other. You know what I'm saying? Like they wave. They like wave hands in a sense, like in front of other hands. They don't high five anymore. And they had these virtual reality things that they put on their heads. And that's how they had sex. So it was like they they actually never physically <laughs> touched each other. They would just put the VR thing. That sounds like torture. <laughs> but that's what I'm picturing. That's what I'm picturing asexuals would do. Like, like they were making babies and incubators like nobody touched anybody in the future. And it was so weird. But that's just how I'm envisioning it. It's like you just don't want it. You don't want to actually have sex, but you want to be in my space. Like, no. You'll see it, but not apparently from everything I've seen, like they have no desire for it. So I'm guessing it's one of those things where like they have a really, really low non-existent libido and it's kinda like a fuck it for like lack of better words, a birth defect. Oh, like or, or say like, like that uh, makes me feel bad. Puberty oh, defect. Fuck. I mean, hey, niggas gotta do shit. So I'm feeling <laughs> bad for people. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, <laughs> like not wanting to not wanting to fuck isn't the worst thing you could like I mean, suffer it's not from. The worst thing, but it's like, like top ten. It's like top ten, man. Now that would be like, I mean, like it can't be worse than like 
erectile dysfunction and shit, because at least that one's like you really want to, but you can't. Like, person just like, nah, I just don't want to, and I don't know why. Like, nah, I just feel like that's that's like equivalent. That has to be that. Well, I don't know. That just has to be awful for whoever's on the I want it end. If you don't, if you don't want it, you don't get it. That's great. But if you're on the I want it end of that situation, it's just terrible. But yeah, but yeah, that's why I think a lot of times they would probably go for uh somebody in that same community because it just would make more sense. Like, I don't want to, mm-hmm. you don't want to, because that's a bit. Sex is a big hurdle in a relationship. Like, no reason to pretend it's not. So yeah, it pro- it'll make a lot more sense. You're just like, yeah, nah. Like, we both understand we don't want to have sex, so that's already out the way. Because other than that, like you said, it'd be just too much of a fucking. I'm gonna go to Instagram and ask my. I wonder if I should ask my close friends. No, I I can. <clears throat> I mean, if you would you date an asexual person, and that's just give that up to the people to to Google. I would ask on the uh, podcast page. Okay, okay, okay. Start getting more engagements. Y'all listening? Okay, make sure y'all follow us on Instagram. At the Oop Crew, okay, and answer our polls, respond, you know, comment on our pictures and stuff. We be want to know how y'all feel about the show, and um, yeah. So go ahead and take your time out your day by the time you listen to this, and and go do that. Um, so this episode, we're gonna talk about um, Judas and the Black Judah. Hold on, you know, Judas and the Black Messiah. Ooh, sorry. That movie was amazing. Was amazing. All right. So first off, we gotta give shouts out. It's uh was help written by the Lucas brothers, which are two comedians, directed by Shaka King, Ooh. black director. It stars Daniel Kaluuya. Uh, as Daniel Kaluuya. Sorry if I'm pronouncing the name wrong, as Fred Hampton, a Black Panther leader in Chicago. And Lakeith Stanfield, aka Darius, AKA my baby daddy, as <laughs> as Bill O'Neill, bitch ass nigga, okay, fuck Bill, an FBI informant. Bill O'Neill is, I mean, I don't even want to, I don't even want to go down the list of names that I really want to call this man, but he was a bitch ass nigga. He's legit the worst type of people. There's literally always a Judas in every situation. And so why we can't prosper? We be on the brink of greatness every time. And every time one of our own sells us out in some sort of way or fashion. I'm fucking sick of it. I'll say well, got me though. was like because that's just because I think that he was like 17 when he got yes. arrested for it because at the beginning of the movie He's in imper- Lakeith Stanfield, Bill O'Neill is impersonating an FBI agent so he could steal cars. He'd go up to people and say their car was reported stolen, and then he'd take their keys and drive off. So this day he happens to get caught because he ran up in this gang. Cl- he gets caught. So his deal from the FBI is like, look, you're going to get 18 months for the stolen car and then five years for impersonating an FBI agent or we can let you off <laughs> if you turn informant and infiltrate and the Black like Panthers. I just took those little six and a half 
seven years, whatever, whatever would it be, and just moved on with his life. But no, he. I mean, I understand being 17 and being scared, but he couldn't have had no conscience, or maybe he didn't understand the level of yeah. what he was doing. Like, And I'm normally pro-snitch, but this one is just... It's because what now I'm all for it when y'all all a bunch of criminals. But this one is like, dog, these niggas don't got nothing to do with you. They trying to be positive. And you going in there to fuck this shit up. Like, like let an actual undercover fucking mm-hmm. cop do that. Like, like that would that's what it would seem like would be the most logical thing, right? Like, not some be like, yo, hey, you this criminal here, we're gonna have you go be. Because, like, that always always seems like in those type of movies where somebody playing both sides, they get in too deep. And that's what also kind of where you kind of feel bad for him because, cause like, near the end, you can see he's starting to, it's starting to get overwhelming. But let's not go that, that far first. But mm-hmm. first off, what was so crazy about us, how young the niggas was. Me in 21 like, and me being 29 and haven't even accomplished half the shit he's accomplished in his life. In the little years he was here, I'm like, damn, we are shitty ass generation. Like, I, at least I'm a shitty black person. Like, I feel like I try, but I'm not nearly doing as much as I could be doing. And as much as the people before me did, and it's it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. I say like, but then yeah, it does make you feel some type of way. But then I guess you got to look at it like folk like him is unicorns. It's like feeling bad about not being a LeBron or something because that's just a special type of person you got gotta be to have that kind of charisma and it, like that and that combination of intelligence, charisma and compassion. Like you gotta be real compassionate to get out there and be willing to lay your life on the line for a bunch of strangers. Like skin same skin color not still strangers at the end of the day. Cause like so watching all them different scenes where they're like like for instance, when they went to the Crown's uh, headquarters, like when you was, first mm-hmm. off they greeted with guns, of course, but then when they get in there to have the meeting, and it's niggas on two different floors, about a hundred niggas with semi with gu- AK forty sevens aimed at them. It's five of him and his people trying to call a truce, like. Bro, that's some bold ass shit to just yeah, be going to off to do. Not be scared and like, still like keep your message and still have the same message you you planned to have before you went in there. Like you know what I'm saying? Like you stood your ground the entire time. That's hella commendable. Like not didn't bitch up, didn't like just like yeah, like just like how when they went in the pool hall and it's like though that one I was like when they went in the pool hall, I was hoping that somebody was gonna call them out. Like hey yo, wasn't you here stealing cars? Like. But that that was cool how he kind of defended him in that moment when uh they was going uh <laughs> this is how you know is the seventies and super raw. So at one point the uh, Black Panthers had went into this pool hall which was operated by the Crowns, which was like another mm-hmm. organization that ran on the west side of Chicago or south side of Chicago rather. So Fred Hampton and his chapter of the Panthers went there to just kind of talk to people, try to, you know, start forming a truce. They like, nah, we ain't going to do that. So meanwhile, like in the background, you see this nigga pitting pull balls in a shirt. Oh, yeah. He was going, he was going to, <laughs> to go, take that nigga top off. 
Yeah, because pull balls is hard as fuck. You put four or five of those in his shirt and whack a nigga. He at least going to get knocked out. He's going to be fucked up pretty good. Like, like that's some real oh, blunt force. Like, back in the day. They didn't give a fuck. But, also, yeah, like, that's one thing that's funny about how they compare it to now. Like, but we didn't have as much gun violence, so yeah. But y'all was, like, stabbing niggas all the time. In, like, <laughs> in a... <laughs> beat niggas with pool balls like like bro like yeah it wasn't gun violence but it's still a whole lot of violence like but but now just the fact that like they showed him like connecting different parts of the city to make that thing the rainbow coalition like when he went to the fucking uh the proud boys that shit i watched that with my grandmother mother and grandfather that scene actually made us laugh because at first you you don't even expect them to even entertain them just because, like, you automatically assume, like, this is some, like, offshoot KKK shit and stuff. But he was able to connect to them on the fact, like, look, y'all poor, we're poor. Y'all getting y'all's ass beat by the police just like we is. Y'all's kids ain't getting no good education just like our kids ain't. Like, it's it's less about color. Mm -hmm. It's more about class. Like, fuck all that. Like, like so, he gave this speech like that was really good about, about like all right. So what's your culture? If this building was catching on fire right now, what's your culture? It's gonna be escape. He was and water like, and all of us are in that same fucking boat right now. Like, like we fighting for survival. So it don't make sense he for us to be fighting each other. And brought the KKK together with black people. Well, it's like an offshoot kind of maybe possible expiring to be KKK. I don't know. <laughs> like these motherfuckers are coming to our country. But what made me laugh though was when they was talking about the uh, fucking Confederate flag, and he like, yeah, like when I see that this flag, I see oppression. That's why I do like, bro, I ain't oppressed shit. <laughs> My family is poor. We was sharecroppers, like, hey, bro, like. And it's funny like because you know a lot of white people still give that rhetoric. It's the but, exact same thing white people say right now. <laughs> but it is funny just because it's like it's not that his point isn't wrong, but it's just the passion of what he said. Like, like it's just like he was like legitimately pissed. Like, wait, wait, wait! I didn't have time to oppress you. Right. <laughs> like, I ain't have no chance, no nothing. So don't get that on me. I, I ain't like do a damn thing. Really me because you know, we know that anybody alive didn't do it right now. You know what I'm saying? And I mean, I'm, as far as slavery and shit goes, and I think that's how far back. You know, you know, it wasn't that long ago. I mean, 401, 402 years. But I feel like that's where white people go. Like because there are no longer shackles on black people, they feel like everything is equal. All right. And that shit's not true. So when they, to me, I'm not white, but when I think white people hear that we're oppressing them, they just skip civil rights and all that other type of shit, segregation, the prison school pipeline, you know. Oh no, for sure. They skip. (laughs) They skip all that shit. Like what the fuck? We didn't oppress nobody. Like you forgot all this middle shit. Like oh, you know Abraham Lincoln freed the slaves. What the fuck else do y'all want? Like bro, lots of other shit. Like. But I guess you also got to blame, like, our school system because, like, schools definitely don't dive into the nitty-gritty about why, like, shit still is kind of left over because, like, 
we talked about this a few months ago, but I had to actually like explain one day to somebody about why black folk ain't ain't progressed as far as they like them too. And it's just like, bro, like my literal grandparents were are like were in their mid twenties trying to raise a family when it first became illegal to like deny niggas housing yeah. on the fact that they're niggas and shit. Like my granddad was 22, 23 when they first like, yo, you can't just pay him less because he's a black dude. Like, yeah, that's not that far ago, long ago. Like when I'm talking about literally my grandfather, it'd be one thing if I was like, yeah, my great, great, great grandfather. And it's like, all right, that's several generations removed. Some that's a lot of time for progress to be seen. But when you're talking about like, yo, like my granddad and grandmother was in school before R- Ruby Bridges and shit, like, yeah, like, nah, that's you know, my aunt's pick that's different. I'm like, ever since I found that out, I reiterate that shit to everybody. Like, I said that shit all the time. My aunt's pick cotton. No, I said, um, hold on, you breaking you up some. Okay, I, was, I said, ever since I found yeah. that my aunt's first job was picking cotton in Alabama. Mm-hmm. Hold on. Oh shoot, what am I doing? Hello. Hello. Okay, so they was picking cotton, my bad. No, yeah, they were picking cotton in Alabama as their first job. They probably got like pennies on the dollar for it, so it wasn't like slavery. But I still reiterate that to everybody. Like, that's just ridiculous. I shouldn't know anybody who picked cotton. <laughs> I, that's just me. I just feel like I shouldn't know anybody who picked cotton at, at any point. Like, they shouldn't. Like history in school, like you say, it makes it feel like it was so much, so long, so much, so longer so than it was. Away. Yeah, so far away that you know I should be so far removed from it. Like you know what I'm saying? Like I shouldn't be thinking about it at all. And then when you grow up, when you grow up, and then you go out into society and you see how much um, hate there is out there for the for these simple things that they basically taught you like you know what i'm saying was forever ago and that you shouldn't have these issues and they're like smack dead in your face every time you do something you know what i'm saying or every time you turn on the news it's like maybe we should just reevaluate how we how we talk to our kids we should set them better up for for life and i wish i wish that there was more um programs like the black panther like we don't have anything like that anymore like nothing. Like you could think of the Black Lives Matter movement, but that's like nothing compared to what the Black Panthers were doing. And I don't think we. And I usually try to be it. Well, now nah, I'm more of a realist. Like I just can't see us ever having anything like that again. It was because like because it's just like this movie just proves how how one the government is determined to stop shit like that, mm-hmm. but more so how easy it is for it to fall down. Like. Like, so back to the movie, like, so they finally get to a point to where, like, they finally didn't, they didn't connect it the, in Chicago, they didn't connect it with the Proud Boys, which was the white group, and then the Latinos. What was their name? Oh, dude, I definitely forgot. You can look that up I'm, real quick? Yes, because I'm about to say, I'm going to say something that's going to be offensive. It's the Rainbow Coalition. Yeah. I'm surprised. I'm surprised my um phone isn't like telling me 
you know, figuring out because I've been Googling <laughs> so much about um, the Black Panther Party and Fred Hammond. <laughs> Woo, Hampton. Hampton. Hammond is the fat gospel singer. <laughs> yeah, no, I had, uh, got some caught up in my throat. Sorry. Sorry. My mouth be dry when I be talking. Um, <laughs> let me see. Founder of the Young Lords. Yeah, so the Young Lords, the Black Panther Party of Chicago, and the Proud Boys. The Young Lords was a Puerto Rican group. Yes. And they were just all banding together to talk about, you know, police brutality and how, not well, not just police brutality, but just their situation of being at the bottoms of society yeah, and how they get treated. We always pay taxes for them to come and treat our communities like shit. And we were, and we were probably the most the biggest group of people to pay taxes white poor people black people and hispanic people because white people love like you know what i'm saying not paying taxes that's what the rich try to avoid all the fucking time so we pay the taxes to keep their neighborhoods safe while they make all the money and don't put the money back into the communities and that shit trickles down to pennies when it gets to our communities that shit's ridiculous if we literally it. started doing that, if we literally started just investing the money from the taxpayers like back into like the literal neighborhoods that fucking um pay them, the fucking class shit will switch so fast. That is ridiculous. Like it's supposed to, but I don't know how it actually gets broke down. The Nobody only thing does. I can guess of if if it's done straight. If it's done like it's supposed to, the only thing I can think of is the size of the areas. It's harder to, to reflect the taxes being paid versus like bigger areas. You know what I mean? Like, for yeah. instance, like since something like Bexley is infinitely smaller than Columbus or the same with like Dublin or Worthington or whatnot, the and their property value is valued higher. They things for them work out better, but even still, like that's a fucked up system that they didn't create it to, you know, make it that way. But that's neither here nor there right now. But yeah, but say there's a lot going wrong in our society that we need to fix, and just hopefully we just get the chance to fix them. I want to give a shout out to all the people, all my family, and all my friends in Texas who are like without power right now. I know my cousin is living at a hotel and it's so crazy because I was thinking like are people going to hotels you know because they must have backup generators and then once I realized that my cousin was living at a hotel I'm like well she's more fortunate than a lot of other people uh, a lady and her daughter died already in um, Austin because they were sleeping in a car with the car on and died of carbon monoxide poisoning and that's they were just- sitting in the garage I don't know. The news said that they died in the car. Now, where I, they didn't say where the car was. So I do not know, but I do know that they said a, a, um, a lady and her daughter died from in the car trying to keep warm. I, I hope that idiot wasn't. Not, all right. No, I'm going to keep my mouth yeah, shut. Yes, because we don't know exactly what happened. Because that sounds like a. In the uh, like, yeah, but, but you know, it's it's still sad. They shouldn't have to be put in these predicaments, even though I feel like I I know what you're what you're wanting to say, but they shouldn't. They still, it's just still like prayers for them and everybody who's experiencing 
this kind of struggle. And I did I take a picture and put it in a group chat of the mayor and from one of the cities in, in Texas and what no, they said. Oh my goodness. I wish I could read it for verbatim. I gotta find it again. But um basically he said that the people who are asking for help in Texas are a bunch of bitches and they should suck it up. They shouldn't be asking the government for help or the power company to help them turn their lights on. It's sink or swim. And I couldn't believe he said any of that shit. Like, <laughs> as a mayor of a city, like, you told everybody to figure that shit out on their own. Like, he legit told them to figure that shit out on their own. Like, <laughs> I mean, I don't support it, but it's funny you said that because I was about to bring up how I've been seeing all the memes about how Texas was super against like helping itself and now they got their hands out, handouts and shit. So yeah, now nah, I mean I f- I don't feel it, but I mean that's hilarious to take to have that take. Like that's one of those privileged takes you make because his power clearly ain't out. Right. And he's doing fine. Right. So it's like fuck y'all. Like or he's one of those like because it was a very small town in Texas and. Um, maybe he's one of those people, you know, I don't, I don't know if you know anybody like this, but most of the, uh, survivalists, yeah, most of the rural area people that I know are, you know, gun toting, they all got guns, they all got generators, they all pack, they, they've been preparing for the apocalypse for the past 20 years, like, you know what I'm saying? So they have a different level of security when it comes to certain stuff because they've legit been planning for this. They're the ones who was... <laughs> They've been planning the attack and how to survive through, through it all. It's kind of weird, but legit, they, they've been planning for it. So they're talking about other people who hasn't or who hasn't had the luxury of being able to, you know, put things aside in case something happens. And it's just the audacity for me. Like, you're a whole elected official. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, now that nigga was wildin'. But nah, so back to the movie. Yes. So uh, one of the big things with the Panthers was they would police the police. So that shit got raw. At one point, at one point, one of the members, Jimmy Parker, is patrolling the streets and he sees cops harassing his store owner. So he walks in there. <laughs> and he starts shooting at him. And of course they shoot him back and get him. So after that, of course, you know, the cops knowing what he's a part of come down on the Black Panthers headquarters and start basically start a stakeout where like they're gonna harass the entire neighborhood with the heightened police presence into the Black Panthers at headquarters surrender. So now this lady in the Panther, I can't remember her last name, but her first name was Judy. Realest motherfucker. Yes. One of the realest motherfuckers in there. This bitch got uh, oh sorry. <laughs> Instinct. Yeah, she got more balls than me. So she's like, fuck that. We're not going without a fight. So she started preparing the rest of the group. Like, all right, we're gonna, we're gonna have a, sh- we're gonna shoot it out with them. Because at this point, Fred Hampton had been sent to jail. They sent him to jail on the premise that 
he had stole $70 worth of ice cream. And they sent him to jail for five years. Like, that's how petty they were to just find any reason to lock him up. So they sent him to jail for five years on the premise he stole $70 worth of ice cream. So now they're without leadership. So she tells them, like, hey, we're not just going to give up like that. Or we're going to shoot it out. So they t- get his uh, pregnant girlfriend to safety. And they just start shooting it out with the police. Meanwhile, Towered Bill, who was supposed to be securing them from the roof, of course, disappears. And to thin air. And my thing uh, is, like, I mean, I guess they had real shit to worry about. And it's not like they could have watched, watched it at that moment. Like how I was watching it, but I was watching it like y'all don't see this nigga. Like nobody questions where this nigga at. Like nobody's putting two and two together. He's been moving real weird this entire time. And to me, because they didn't know notice it is what makes it even more worse. Cause it's like they really whole life trusted <coughs> you. Like they trusted you. I think because like I like it takes you back to the scene when they went to go visit the crowns and like he finally get called out for trying to steal one of their cars and for pretending to be a fed. And Judy is the one who like confronts him about him, like takes his gun is about to shoot him with it in his own car. So she started asking him to explain what he used to do. And he explains her like, yo, I used to steal cars as a fake FBI agent. He's covering his ass because, you know, he's, yeah, lying. he's lying, though. He's he he didn't do that, but he is a snitch. Like, but He's able to quell them on that one when they first question about it and it never comes up again. Like, but or even the fact when they had the other, there, there was a whole bunch of snitches because one of the snitches was George Sam's, was, oh, yes. was a New York and I was Black like, Panther this snitch. Too? Like, I need the levels to all of this. I can't just take this all in. Because his was even crazier. Like, because they never bring him up again, but, but it's like, yo, yeah, so. This, like, this dude, George Sam's, was a. New York, uh, Connecticut Black Panther who would go from location to location just because he was a snitch and on the run, him being in the location would give them the right to go raid the the Black Panther headquarter in that city and then he'd just leave in the midst of the night for them to get fucked up. And see, my thing is so, when but- I when I like saw that, I was like, you know, what if Bill O'Neill was never there? Would they have still gotten caught up? Because I mean, they had people. The FBI was trying to infiltrate, you know, that organization from jump. Like it was really from so many different levels. Because like his handler, the evilest nigga yes. alive, Roy yes. Mitchell, played by this nigga Jesse Plemons, who looks old as fuck to be thirty three. I still can't believe. This nigga's our age. That nigga look a smooth 52. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't know what it is, but that nigga leading lotion. <laughs> that nigga like, lotion. I am dead. Like, cause that's just ridiculous. But nah, so like, cause, so yeah, like, cause even that conversation they had in the stairwell where it was like, well, what did y'all do to the snitch? Like, you're like, nigga, we like, killed him. We, we poured boiling water on him and then we threw him in the river. And he's like, well, like, Bill O'Neill, because he's a snitch. He's trying to cover his ass and be like, I'm such an out of sense. I would have beat that nigga's ass. I'll probably shot him. I would have stabbed him like, dog, you are talking way too much. Entirely way too much. That's how you know the nigga lying. He couldn't have been. It it was so (laughs) many signs, but you know, it was just a different time. It was a different time. And white people were extremely determined to take us down, you know, in any 
any future Fred Hamptons. You know what I'm saying? They made sure not to do it. It was it was legit yeah. a strategy, and they and they succeeded. Because the fact that two of the snitches like was so ridiculous. They were trying like, too hard, but like because even by the time he had got out, and they was like trying to celebrate him getting out, like then like you know what, like they was going to send him back to jail, and dirty ass Jagger who was like, now nah, you know what. It's not enough to just send him to jail. We gotta kill him. Like, cause look what happened when Healy Newton. Like, he got more popular than now. We're gonna just take him out. So this is after like so after this is after like they raid their headquarters and kill a bunch of people and try to burn it down, even burn it down. That doesn't stop them because the neighborhood comes out and they rebuild the headquarters and they finally got a whole connection with everybody from the crowds to the Proud Boys and the Young Lords that they was already cool with. So now they got a whole city almost united. So they're just like, you know what? This guy just got out. They stronger than ever. We're not playing this game. We did the jail thing. That didn't work. We're going to take him out. So finally, like, after he tries, after Bill O'Neill tries to quit, they're like, nah, you don't get to quit. Even if you're going back to jail, you're in this for life until we tell you. So they finally tell him he's going to. They have him give up Fred Hampton's apartment, and then they tell him to poison with a sedative. And that scene was the most fucked up part. It's like, dog. Like, first off, the fact that they came in there like actual gangsters, like, right? Like, I, you, I was expecting them to dress like cops, but when they had that scene of him like just spraying the hallway, like, bro, that looked like it a mafia. They don't. The way like, that they even blew up the like headquarters that, was uh, obscene to me. Like, bro, cops could really just commit arson in broad daylight. Nobody gave a fuck. Like, yeah, because we talked about that. Like, when I'm watching my people, like, I didn't pay attention to it as much the first time, but then the second time, I was like, wait, wait, wait. This is like, this is a whole connected That's block. What I'm like, like, it was a whole business right next to it. Like, motherfuckers, like, the cops could legit just commit arson. <laughs> In fucking broad daylight, and motherfuckers just be like, "Okay, all right, what well, they like?" Let's even take like, like the bias for us from for them being panthers. Let's just say like this was a KKK hideout. And they're like, "Nah, we're in it." It's like you still probably shouldn't burn it down when you got businesses uh, right connected to it, apartments and everything else. It's like this is a little extreme. You got them. You got everybody there. <laughs> like, figure the rest out without like, having to do this. And I just thought, like, when I seen that shit, I was like, damn, that's highly fucking inconsiderate. Like, I can't believe this is why the cops go on the way they go on right now, because they've been allowed to do so much for so long and no one has given a fuck. This is a problem. I was like, because, like, even, like, at the end, when they finally go in to assassinate him, they shot a hundred shots. The only shot shot by the Black Panthers was, and this is like like evidence proof. Like yo, like y'all killed him. He convulsed and shot his gun. Like, and they still, I don't think any of them went to jail. Like the fact that they said after all of that they executed Fred Hampton like execution style, shot him in the head twice while he was out on sedatives that they told him to put in his body. Like you see that like, dude was claiming that he never really did that. It's like, bro, what the fuck happened? The, 
This you mean to tell me Fred Hampton have been alert, secure? Like you see that they had people even working night shifts. Like you know what I'm saying? Like they had people working shifts in his apartment just to keep watch at the door because they were just so you know what I'm saying? Like they had their shit ran, they ship ran tightly. So it's like he wait, why would he just fall asleep? That why would he be in such a deep sleep if you didn't after you already gave up the blueprints? Why would I think that you just would have had some decency not to drug him? Like that shit don't make sense. It's fucking pathetic. He's pathetic. He's he's he committed suicide, but he's still fucking pathetic. He would have no, yeah, never made it through social media. I, I just want to put that out there now. If he would have been alive today, he would have never made it through the preview of this fucking movie. Okay? Yes. The I'll amount of threats. It, nah. mm. yeah, it definitely been re- it would have been real bad for him. It will really he would have been too old now, but his kids definitely right? would have got it. And they ain't even do nothing. Does he have children? <laughs> I know he had a wife. But, yeah, like, because that's one of those things, like, it's just, it's just like, Doug, like, the fact that he was actually still trying to justify it, like, yeah, because now that he did have a son, because remember, that's what the interviewer asked him, like, well, what would oh, you yeah. tell your son about the activities participated in the 60s and 70s? Like, well, I would tell him that I was on the front line and I stood for something and I did something. Like, that would all be good if you mm-hmm. didn't snitch. Like, that's the type of question, like, an alive Fred Hampton should be answering. Like, yo, what would you tell your son about the things, even if he was in jail because they got him and fi- found a way to, like, you know, him him up. Like, that's something he should be saying. Like, yeah, you know, I did something about it. I was about something. I tried to make a difference. Like, not some, you, know, you don't get to say that as a snitch. <laughs> like, you don't get to be like, yeah, you know what? I did something great. I was out here in the streets making differences. No, you don't. You don't and they don't even got anymore. this person's you gave uh, that up. family on here. That's, that's what Probably I was about to say. I'm like, damn, is. that's how you know shit is real because they don't even have they don't even have any like connection or offspring for this nigga. They don't list his parents. You know how Wikipedia and other places be like, oh, they have all the information. They don't got shit. Though I did find it funny that they had his uh <laughs> What's it called? Witness protection name? Right. Like, well, that's probably stupid. <laughs> they probably released it because he's already gone. You know what I'm saying? True, but it's still just funny. Like somebody had it on he record. Like, this. uh, oh, hello, Neil. Hello, Neil. Oh, you mean <laughs> Sam Clemson? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, California. Yeah, man. That was a nigga. Just give us his whole location and just not give a fuck. But the fact that, like, after they actually sued him for all the wrongdoing, they only got a million dollars for seven bottles. After a fucking, it was like a $47 million lawsuit, like, and they end up getting one million, which was fucking nothing. That took 12 years for them to, and even that, it's like, it took y'all 12 years to finally come to the conclusion that, all right, yeah, we kind of fucked up. His father. Like, just never. Nah. As amazing as his father is or was, he never got to meet him. Because white people were more afraid of him being alive than him in jail. 
Oh, so yeah, cause, and then like shout out to the to the actress that played his girlfriend because she did. did a great job too. The movie was beautiful. If you haven't seen it, I mean, if you've been listening this whole entire time, you've heard the movie. <laughs> but go watch; it's history. It's like it's definitely amazing. <laughs> you know what's. And you know we ain't re- reviewed a movie before, so it's kind of loose. You did, but you got all the key <laughs> scenes. It's great. It's sad as fuck. It's I sad. cry, but I cry at everything. But if you haven't seen it, go ahead and do so. Um, make sure to follow us on Instagram at the Oop Crew. We have a poll up right now. Go vote. Tell us if you would date an asexual. I mean, you can even say why or why not. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Make sure. You go do that, and then I, that's that's it for today. We didn't even meet Ray. <laughs> we did, yeah. Uh, we did. So, so we um, did until that. next week, you guys, living life. Peace out. Keep it good.